So, Nidhi, I know that you've asked that we try to nix the corny humor from our podcast intros, but come on. Yeah, Praveen, I think it will really increase our credibility. Okay, I get it. So you're looking for more sophisticated jokes then, right? Well, that's not quite what I meant. Okay, cool. So check this out. Why did the cardiologist make such a good drummer? Hmm, because they never miss a beat? Uh, You've heard it before. Fine, that's okay. Don't worry, I've got another one. What is the key ingredient in a cardiologist's salad? Oh, you know, that's a tough one. I would guess cabbage? You, how did you, you're not, okay, fine. Let's just move on with the episode. Oh, well, Praveen, that was a good effort. And to our listeners, hello again, and welcome back to the Donut of Destiny, the podcast on all things Cardiac CT has for anyone interested in cardiovascular imaging. My name is Nidhi Madan, and I'm an Interventional Cardiology Fellow at Rush University Medical Center in Chicago in the United States. And I am Praveen Ranganath with Radiology at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston in the United States. On today's episode, we will be diving deeper into the impact of FFRCT in the real world by dissecting the results from the Advance Registry. That's right, Praveen. And if you haven't listened to our previous episode reviewing the basics of FFRCT, I strongly encourage you all to do so. It sets the background for the discussion that we will have on this episode about the advanced registry. Right, Nidhi. Briefly, for review, FFRCT is a non-invasive technique to estimate the hemodynamic significance of a coronary stenosis. The most popular FFRCT technique is the 3D computational fluid dynamics-based solution from HeartFlow. This is the only FDA-approved, CE-marked, and commercially available technique to date. The HeartFlow solution is the FFRCT method that is used in the advance registry. That's right, Praveen. Praveen, what exactly is the advance registry? Nidhi, ADVANCE is an acronym that stands for Assessing Diagnostic Value of Non-Invasive FFRCT in Coronary Wave. The intent of forming the ADVANCE registry was to determine the real-world impact of FFRCT. ADVANCE is an international registry comprising of just over 5,000 patients from 38 sites in the United States, Europe, and Japan. Patients were enrolled between 2015 and 2017. These patients were clinically stable patients with suspected coronary artery disease and documented coronary stenoses on CTA of at least 30% diameter stenosis. Nice, Praveen. And let's remember that this was a pragmatic real-world study and not a randomized trial, which does have a few important implications. First, imagers used their own judgment when determining if a CT should be sent for FFRCT analyses. Right, Nidhi. Many of our imagers out there have experienced the situation where a stenosis certainly looks greater than 30% stenosis, but just doesn't feel hemodynamically significant. In the registry, those patients wouldn't undergo subsequent FFRCT. Furthermore, Imagers can often read through things like motion artifacts, slab, 
noise, and all sorts of other barriers that FFRCT can't always overcome. So imagers might preemptively screen out some of those poor quality scans from ever getting analyzed. That's right. And to your point, Praveen, the registry recruited 5,083 patients, of whom only 3.9% had CTAs that were not submitted for FFRCT. Oh, wow. That's uh, actually a pretty small fraction. We should note that the imagers participating in the study were indeed encouraged to send the CTAs for FFRCT analysis. Even though this is supposed to be a real-world registry, I have to imagine that most places around the world using FFRCT don't send 96% of their CTs that have disease for analysis. Overall, though, this is a great food for thought. Nidhi, can you talk to us about what data points the advanced investigators collected? Sure, Praveen. So the investigators collected two main types of data from the sites. One was about types of interventions, and the other was about outcomes. First, regarding types of interventions, sites submitted their management plans after CT alone, and then again after FFRCT results were available. Management plans were broadly categorized as either medical therapy alone or revascularization. And remember, this is not a trial, so actual management decisions were not dictated by FFRCT but rather based on provider discretion. Next, regarding outcomes, all the usual cardiovascular outcomes were obtained, including survival free from major adverse cardiovascular events or MACE, all-cause mortality, cardiovascular mortality, and revascularizations. Thanks for that, Nidhi. In August 2018, the investigators published the 90-day results from the advanced registry in the European Heart Journal. Those 90-day results centered on intervention and how it was impacted by FFRCT. The one-year results of the advanced registry were published in JAK Imaging in March 2019. These one-year results were centered on outcomes data. We will try to highlight the key takeaways from both the 90-day data and the one-year data. Okay, Praveen, that sounds good. But there is just so much to unpackage with the results. Where should we start? Yeah, you're right, Nidhi. Why don't we begin by getting a sense of what the disease burden was in the advanced registry? Can you break down the CTA and FFRCT results for us? Sure, Praveen. So of the 4,893 patients that were sent for FFRCT, 4,737 actually got FFRCT analysis performed. That basically means that the FFRCT rejection rate was about 3.2%. Wow. (laughs) A rejection rate that low is very impressive. It is much lower than the 11 to 13% rejection rate in the big trials we covered from our previous episode. Perhaps this is a testament to improving scanner technology or imager experience since those earlier trials. Anyway, let's keep going, Nidhi. Yes, that's most likely, Praveen. Well, of these 4,700 or so patients, 72% had an anatomic stenosis on CTA that was greater than or equal to 50%. Regarding FFRCT, 66% of them had an FFRCT value of less than or equal to 0.80, which we will call positive FFRCT by convention. 
Interesting. So 66%. Hmm. That is a significant majority of these patients that had a positive FFRCT. By comparison, 42% had a positive FFRCT in the NXT trial, and 72% were seen with a positive FFRCT in the PROMISE trial sub-analysis. Overall, it looks like the advanced registry patients are in the same ballpark in terms of disease burden compared to previous randomized control trials. That's right, Praveen. And on the per-patient level, there is clearly a lot of disease in these patients. Can you talk to us a little bit more on the per-vessel analysis? Of course, Nidhi. The investigators broke down each vessel by FFRCT positive or negative status. 58% of the LAD stenoses had a positive FFRCT. This was significantly higher than in the CERC and in the RCA, which only had 24 and 22% positive FFRCT respectively. And when we focus in on just the mild to moderate stenoses, by that I mean the 30 to 70% diameter stenoses, the LAD was positive 55% of the time. In comparison, a mild to moderate CERC or RCA stenosis was positive only around 30% of the time. That's really interesting. So, as you're saying, Praveen, I should be able to expect more than half of the LAD stenoses I send for analysis to be positive. And I can also expect most CERC and RCA stenoses to come back negative. That is exactly right, Nidhi. I think this difference we're seeing is a consequence of the FFRCT technique itself. As we discussed in our previous episode, the FFRCT value, that number, is dependent on the myocardial mass supplied by an individual vessel. In most patients, the LAD supplies a large amount of myocardial mass, larger than the other vessels for sure. So LAD stenoses often affect more myocardium and are, therefore, more likely to be positive on FFRCT. All right, let's shift gears a bit. Talk to us about the impact of FFRCT on revascularization, Nidhi. For sure. You know, the relative risk was 6.9 for revascularization with a positive FFRCT versus a negative one. And on a more granular level, Praveen, the investigators show an inverse relationship between FFRCT value and the rate of revascularization. Got it. So if I'm understanding correctly, you are more likely to get revascularized if you have a positive FFRCT. Yes, that's right. If the FFRCT shows potentially significant disease, you are more likely to get revascularized. And there is one more interesting thing here. For stenosis on CT greater than 50%, patients with a positive FFRCT had a higher revascularization to ICA ratio than those with a negative FFRCT, which was about 67% versus 30% respectively. This is a great point here, Nidhi. FFRCT helps enrich the cath lab population by increasing the likelihood of finding real disease. This higher cath lab efficiency with FFRCT echoes what has previously been shown in the PROMISE trial sub-analysis. In my opinion, this is basically another way of showing the higher specificity of FFRCT compared to CTA alone. That's exactly right, Praveen. Now, let's talk about outcomes. 
Praveen, can you tell us about the overall outcomes and then break it down for us by FFRCT positivity? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nidhi, I have said this many times on the podcast already, but cardiovascular event rates are expected to be very, very low in this current era of damn good medicine. And in the advanced registry, it was expectedly low. There were 55 MACE at one year out in patients that underwent FFRCT. That calculates to about 1.16%. Although this doesn't take into account the patients lost to follow-up at one year, 55 MACE in nearly 5,000 patients is pretty tiny. So to substratify these events by something like FFRCT positivity status is bound to run into trouble. But let's look into it anyway. 43 of those 55 events happened in patients with a positive FFRCT. Okay, so that seems like an absolutely bigger event rate, but the relative difference compared to that with a negative FFRCT is not statistically significant. The p-value was just 0.06. Ah, that's right, Praveen. And you know, the only statistically significant difference in outcomes between positive and negative FFRCT was with combined cardiovascular death and MI. And the relative risk was 4.2 with a p-value of 0.01. Yeah, but Nidhi, you're talking about only 28 total cardiovascular deaths and MIs. I know, Praveen. But remember, these results are only one year out. Outcome data often takes several years of follow-up to demonstrate meaningful differences. Also, think about the adverse outcomes that were avoided in the revascularized patients. Okay, <laughs> those are pretty fair points, Nidhi. Actually, speaking of revascularized patients, I want to bring up something, specifically an interesting difference I noticed between the site-recommended management based on FFRCT compared with the FFRCT results themselves. So... As you mentioned before, 66% of these patients in the advanced registry had a positive FFRCT. That ends up being 3,000 or so patients that had a positive FFRCT. However, sites recommended revascularization far less frequently, only around 30% of the time, or in around 1,400 patients. Can you explain that difference to me? So what you're saying, Praveen, is that finding a hemodynamically significant stenosis doesn't automatically get a trip to the cath lab, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So we can also see the other side of the coin here. The majority of patients in the registry ended up receiving medical therapy alone, about 3,400 patients or so. But nearly 2,000 of those 3,400 patients had a positive FFRCT. That's like 56% of the patients on medical therapy that had a positive FFRCT. If we trust the results of the previous FAME trials, it would make sense that we revascularize symptomatic patients with a positive FFRCT, right? Yeah, well, Praveen, the investigators do bring up this point in the discussion of the 90-day results publication, but do not offer an explanation. You know, let me offer a hypothesis to help answer your concern. I suspect sites made management recommendations taking into account the location of stenosis in the coronary tree and, you know, estimating the potential myocardium at risk. If a stenosis was far distal with a small estimated myocardium at risk, 
you know, medical therapy alone would be sufficient. Hmm. Okay, Nidhi, that's a, that's a pretty intriguing idea. Many of us imagers do make judgment calls on the clinical significance of a stenosis based on how much myocardium is downstream. What's more, there is a lot of buzz in the literature as well as in industry about how to quantify myocardium at risk on CT. All of this is interesting stuff to look forward to in the future. Oh, for sure, Praveen. And you know, speaking of the future, could you touch on any upcoming trials in FFRCT? Of course, Nidhi. The advanced investigators mentioned two specific trials that are pretty interesting. Just like we had the FAME trials demonstrate the outcomes benefits of an invasive FFR-guided management strategy, there are two active clinical trials looking at the impact of an FFRCT-guided management strategy on outcomes and resource utilization. These are the FORECAST trial from England and the PRECISE trial from the United States. Ah, that's great, Praveen. You know, let's review what we covered today. So to review our episode, we talked about the results from the Advanced Registry Study, which investigated the real-world impact of FFRCT. Although event rates were expectedly low at one year, a positive FFRCT portended a higher likelihood of revascularization and a trend toward higher MACE. This pragmatic study confirms that FFRCT can have a huge impact on clinical care, and it opens the door for further investigation with randomized trials. Excellent. Nidhi, this has been a lot of fun, and clearly there is a lot more to discuss about cardiac CT and FFRCT. We hope to cover some of these topics on future episodes of the podcast. That's right. And from me and Praveen, thanks again to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you hear on the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us. Once again, this has been the Donut of Destiny. Cheers. Cheers.